0: Good morning, Ben. I'm just looking at your email here so you know it's a it's a funny comment by Ramdas uh, treat everyone you meet like a god in drag but it's also a profoundly deep statement and one that can Totally transform your life if you take it as a living realization. In that, if you move through the world with the understanding, with the realization that everyone you encounter is God in a particular formation. then all your relationships changes profoundly so I would I'd, I'd widen it out a small bit and say that every person you meet has a soul and an instrumental nature the instrumental nature will be at a certain evolutionary stage some more unconscious some more conscious but each one of them is the divine mother every instrumental nature is the divine mother each and every there's not one exception to this because anything that's manifest with body mind and vital is the mother and it's in the formation maybe of Prakriti in that it's in ignorance it does not know but it does not mean that that person is not worthy of respect love care now it does not mean that you have to rush to save everyone you meet Because everyone's in their own process of evolution. And for some people, we just have a calling or a way to work with them, that there's something to work out with them, even in a a small interaction. You know, even when someone's being challenging or difficult, fearful or angry or projecting, that... We can't judge from a limited human understanding. We can't come from our own egoic positioning and say they're wrong or they're right. We don't know what has shaped them and what the mother is working out in them. Really always the best attitude anyone we meet is that not to come from our own egoic standpoint or from our own surface personality alone. To have that equanimity and compassion and firmness if needed. But never a harsh judgment or even an internal judging of them as in a condemnation or even putting them on the pedestal, raising them up. So God and drag, the drag is Prakriti, the appearance, the costume, and God is the divine within, and the soul is a spark of that divine consciousness. I suppose really a lovely contemplation is, and I heard Triarabindo say it at that, imagine that every moment that the mother is with you and act accordingly. So, any thought, action, word, that you're really in the presence of the Divine Mother. If Sweet Mother was there, would you say, do, or feel a certain way? Or would you have Reverence, love, and ease. And if someone else is fearful, do we gravitate to that? do we start responding in fear also? Then we're coming from a limited position of surface personality. So really we can't let other people's frustrations, sadness, anger, pretense, fear, worry, draw us into an equally unconscious poise of consciousness. In a way the people that we meet like that are giving us the opportunity to flex our spiritual muscle, to see are we ready to remain equanimous, to stay with the mother. So it's a wonderful statement and there's so much to it. There's so much to it. Treat everyone you meet like a god and drag. But the drag is also God as well, is the power of the mother, the power of the divine, creating an appearance. And the question is, do we let ourselves get fooled by the appearance? Do we stay unconscious and just go with the appearance of things? And we can broaden that out. The drag not is just the person's surface personality. The drag can be the whole world. In that, it's the human networks of communication, culture, history, collective fears, collective prejudices, all these kind of, it's a web, really, of unconsciousness, do we let us? Do we let it drag us down? to keep us unconscious or can we recognize its divinity it's not only God in drag it's God as drag God as appearance but don't just see the appearance recognize it's God as appearance so his statement is a little bit limited in that treat everyone like God in drag is it if, if it implies that the drag is in God as well, it is. It's Pukriti, which is the mask the mother consents to wear to help us to evolve, to allow for this multiplicity. <coughs> so maybe treat everyone you meet like God in and as. Drag. or just treat everyone you meet as the divine mother or the mother's child and then there's no sense that you're being fooled or manipulated everything that comes to you as Rumi said treat everything that comes as an honoured guest it means like there's something in it for us and it's in some way shaping or polishing us or giving us the opportunity to be conscious whether it's challenging difficult painful or fun we have to not just Give herself to appearance alone. It's interesting. I'm reading here that you're saying you know you were going to write comforting message, but you say it's confronting. And you know, I wonder why you find that it's confronting to know that the Divine Mother is everywhere and everything. And you kind of say in in, in your case that it's facing fear and calming fear. Confronting is facing fear and comforting is calming fear. What if you didn't have to confront fear or calm fear? What if you stopped playing with fear? What if you actually surrendered the fear to the mother? Then you don't have to confront it or calm it. It is hers to do, to transform You see, often we are so identified with a certain we'll call it an attitude, the attitude of fear, and mine was the attitude of anger. And that can run through the mental, vital and physical. what about surrendering rather than confronting or calming? So you say this brings me to a follow-up question that is simmering from to time. When it comes to fear anxiety, is it more gradual process to again and again make it conscious and state one's will follow its contraction? Or is there a way to uproot fear for good? Yes, the way to uproot fear for good is to surrender it fully. give it to the mother so yes you can go the way of you continually reject it, and that's a a good way you reject it like the vital impulses or movements you say no thank you no thank you no thank you and that's a valid way but really to surrender the fearful I not just the fear but the fearful I the I that's afraid and this is the egoic I so an interesting thing like if we look at Sri Aurobindo's teaching and the Mother. And Mother Mira. We recognize that we have a psychic being. A soul that moves from life to life. It is not afraid. It doesn't have anxiety. It gradually makes itself known in the life into the instrumental nature as it gains in mastery. The fear and anxiety is of the instrumental nature. The instrumental nature is Prakriti, it's the Divine Mother playing the part of Prakriti, of unconsciousness, of not knowing, of ignorance. So there's a soul trying to get through an instrumental nature that may have fear, anxiety, anger. But that instrumental nature is the mother. But you see, what happens is we say, it's it's ours, it's my fear, it's I'm afraid. I'm worried. So then, Prakriti is ruling over us. She's dominating us. She's possessing the I. She's saying, no, you're a fearful I. You're a worried I. Prakriti is possessing us. And the soul is covered over. And then that's when we start to gradually exert our will not to follow this contraction. We go no again and again and again. And that no comes from, you could say, the soul. It's our will. And it has to exert itself. It has to gain in mastery that it does not succumb to Prakriti. And it's also very important not to demonize Prakriti. It's there to offer us... ...a means to develop. And at a certain stage you could say... ...the will becomes so sharp or unbending that we... ...it's like I'm done playing with fear. The will is just clear and true. And if it comes with also the knowledge that you know that this fear or anxiety is the mask of the mother you just see through the fear and anxiety and recognize the mother that even your body your life and your mind is the mother and when you can recognize the deeper consciousness behind it then you've seen beneath the mask you've seen beneath the appearance you've seen beneath the drag and you're like ah the drag actually has an intelligence behind it called the divine mother and it is the power of god then no more fear or anxiety So you say these times are showing that being fearful is not a state. State I wish to cultivate any longer. So there you say it, the words, a state. I w- not a state I wish to cultivate any longer. So you're saying I'm done playing with it. I don't. Cultivate means you've, you have it, you're playing with it. Even when people are lost in fear, like I was lost in anger, I was playing with it. That was my identity. I was playing at being the angry person. I was playing. I was cultivating it. I was continuing it. I was nurturing it with identity, belief, and attention. So withdraw attention, belief, identity. Say, I'm done playing this. I know this fearful aspect is an unconscious aspect of the Divine Mother and I make it conscious by recognising the Divine Mother behind it. What's there to fear? What's there to worry about? All is the movement of the Mother. I'm in the Mother's arms. I've never been anywhere else. As a soul, she gives me, nurtures me with what I need. I was unconscious to know what I needed. So she gave me different experiences in life, what Sri the called the slow yoga of evolution. But now my will is to be consciously evolving, in harmony with the mother, a harmonized soul, life, mind, body, So another way is also just to pray to the mother, ask mother. Mother, show me, give me the strength to relinquish all fear. And you could say that's a way of facing the fear. That, for me, sometimes facing fear, you have to be careful. It's not a macho or, you know, a big, you know, a fight. I'm confronting it, I'm facing it, and it's bigger than me, and it's dangerous, and, you know, I can just elicit more fear. For me, it's just like I've had enough I'm done playing with it. And it's no different than, you know, because we're so used to it, there's kind of, you could even put it in terms of addiction, we pick it up again and again because we're so habituated to playing with it. And you could say OCD is a little bit like that. It's kind of repetitive movements that give a kind of stimulation or a sense of, okay or calmness so it's an addictive addiction to repetitive movements to feel kind of sense of calm and that's no different than a drug addict they take a substance a repetitive movement to just alleviate pain fear anxiety anger whatever is going on for them or trauma And I see you say here, I've developed some OCD tendencies fed by fears during the past seven, eight years. Again, I wouldn't worry so much about, you know, tackling it on the physical level and mental level of the OCD and go to the root of it. You can do that as well. I'm sure there's techniques. I don't know them, but. they're actually in response to the fear itself so go to the root so to speak and you say here at least in these more physical repetitive and ritualistic fears i know that is a gradual process to gain back fearlessness and and i started to slowly reduce it so yes Don't hold on to the idea too much that it's a gradual process to gain back fearlessness because then that gradual process can be till the day you die. So don't hold on that it's so gradual. The mother's With the mother's power, anything is possible. For me, I, I was looking at the anger for... Not directly, it was before I had our windows and Sweet Mother's teaching, I was with Mother Mir and the plants, but I was becoming more conscious, but I still had huge anger problems. But then I had one vision, I suppose you could call it, and the fear, or the anger pattern left and just came out of me. I was... The mother's grace, I could say. It doesn't mean I don't have little small moments where I get a little tiny bit angry, but as an identity structure, as a way of being in the world, as a kind of major disharmony in my life, it left and never came back. And then I suppose over time, any kind of little tendencies in the physical or the vital movements related to that anger dissipated with some. by like calling in the mother's light again and again and again. So it can be a gradual process, but also there can be huge leaps. Sometimes it goes like that, a huge leap and then a bit of gradual process, a huge leap and gradual process. So you said, maybe the root of fear can be made conscious and let go of. Yes, but not just the fear. It's the fearful I. I am afraid. I am the fearful one. That has to be let go of, not the fear itself. The I that thinks, believes, it is afraid. That's the difference. Can you, and you say, and let go of, can you surrender yourself as we, Mother would say, a self-offering? And that's the thing with self-offering. You offer yourself. not just you know the pretty parts the good parts the intelligent parts that the service of the divine every part is given over to divine for transformation if you really even contemplate it like that every person you meet is the Divine Mother is the appearance, she may be in Prakriti, sometimes more conscious, sometimes less but also that this Divine Mother is One, that all these instrumental nature is the Mother And she can orchestrate exactly what you need in life to progress. And that surrender that says, I have faith in the Divine Mother, will guide me, protect me. That doesn't mean that there won't be challenges, that you won't meet challenging people or situations or little illnesses or whatever. But you know they're there to help you. And at the Divine Mother, there's an intelligence behind it that you bow down to, that you surrender to. So yes, you can reject the fears. Don't go along with them. But also look for the eye that's fearful. Bring it into sharp focus. Recognize fearful Ben. And offer that to the mother. And that will uproot. Fear from your life. Anxiety from your life. So really you're in that phase of transformation so just as your will is to reject the fearful I also use your will to identify the fearful I the I that's afraid and really see the seam of it as as it is run through your life and how it's developed and evolved this fearful Ben. And the seeds of it could go back through your ancestors, who knows? But for your life, see it as a one movement. This fearful eye, this anxiety eye. And give it as a gift to the mother. Let her transform it. Hold it aloft and say, here you go, mother. It may take a month for her to take it. A week, a minute, a second, a year. She knows she has the timing. And have faith in her. Infinite intelligence. What we do is we hold it aloft. Here you go, mother. I have no need of this. Identification, this identity anymore. That was an identity based on unconsciousness, moving in a world of others in separation. Now I know there's only you. I no longer need this. She'll know what to do with it, how to transform it. Or she'll send people situations or modalities to you to transform it when you're ready to put down the toys and I call them toys I know they're very real my anger was very real but it was a toy a mask like a Halloween mask you put on but I identified with it and it can seem very real and scary and damaging and small and limiting and it is because it's a mask it's a toy and only when we're done playing with the toys can we offer them up we lose interest in them so you don't have to be a big brave warrior and confront it And calming fear. Calming fear means, you know, can mean, you know, you're just rubbing it, putting it down, soothing it. They're partial. So recognizing and meeting the Divine Mother everywhere. Let her show you her power, her ability to transform. Invite her, say please mother show me your power. Show me your Shakti to transform this. Teach me your ways. Teach me how to be a clear instrumental nature for the divine. Clear me of all limitation. Call to her. The more you call to her, the more she'll respond. The more you ask, the more she'll respond. So rejection is good, but also ask for her grace, her help, her strength, her power. And Mother Meera says this, pray for shakti, means pray for the power, and that power can transform you. Once you give yourself to the mother, the path is assured. Once you put yourself in her arms, you're assured. So, I hope that perhaps you come to a deeper appreciation of the movements that are happening for you and the opportunity in them. Even this fear and the collective fear at the moment is an opportunity. and I would also say to call your soul forward and feel what it's like feel the soul what it's like in its fearlessness because it has the knowledge of its oneness with the divine it does not fear and that's at the very core of your being and it's there as a resource bring it forward Call it, call it, call it, call it to meet any fear. Let love, beauty, and truth touch the fearful eye. That's healing self-healing